0: Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Straight of Crumpton. I'm Tyler Kern, joined as always by the man himself, Greg Crumpton. Greg, how are you today, man? Good to talk to you.
1: Man, it's going really well. I'm, uh, you know, just having a good day, good busy morning. It's been a morning of Zoom. I'm a Zoomite this morning, I guess. But, um uh, <laughs> you know, as we, as we've said before, that's the new thing. Uh, whatever platform you're on, you're going to be on a platform. Uh, cuz you can't go anywhere. Right? And um we we're it's so weird. We we're having a conversation this morning with our leadership team at Service Logic and um uh, the the ability to connect at such a low fee is really really incredible. Uh you know, we we have a lot of people and then if you look at the math behind it, you would think it would be an extraordinary number, but really a a really cool platform that's affordable for a lot of people. So uh Just cool thinking about all that kind of stuff and uh, was excited by our guest today and and reminiscing a bit about how I met her and um, and then... You know, we had a Waylon and Willie uh, moment there before we hit record. So it's all good, man. What it's, can I say?
0: It's all good. It's all good. It's hard to, it's hard to complain when uh, when that's been the, the day so far. But let's introduce our guest, Greg. We have Abby Ferry, Senior Risk Control Consultant, joining us here on the show today. Abby, thanks so much for joining us.
2: Thanks, you guys. And as with any podcast, it's like the stuff before the recording is what should be recorded, right? Oh,
1: always. Always. Yeah, but they probably pulled Tyler's license because <laughs> you know, that's just what they would do. But uh, no, you're you're so right. It, it's fine. We have a good time and you know, it kind of gets everybody uh just, you know, gets their juices going and gets everybody cranked up a little bit because I'm I'm sure like you guys, before we hit go on this, you know, you're in the midst of another brainwave of something other than recording a podcast. So it's kind of a good, good little transition. Have a little bit of fun there. So
2: that's yeah. a really good point. Like you were saying, you're in all mm-hmm. those different virtual meetings this morning. Like we've lost that walk through the hallway time, like that that reset. And I don't know how to duplicate that in the house, other than I guess walking around the house. But that got old fast a few months yeah. ago.
1: <laughs> well, especially when you're cold, like you are. Uh, yes. You know, I'm fortunate that I can go outside and get a breath of air and uh, change the scenery. But I think it is important. You got to kind of shift gears. So, yeah. Well, Abby, um, thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Um, our podcast, we have a good time doing it. Um, and it's all about the relationships to, and how we ebb and flow in and out of relationships, how they start, how they continue, how you and I wound up on a podcast together. Uh, and for the second time, I think we uh, This is our second yeah. podcast. So, wacky world we live in. So, it tell is. us, tell us a little bit about what a senior consultant risk lady does.
2: <laughs> Just throw in random words all random. over there.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah, senior risk control consultant. So, uh, everyone probably has one so hopefully you know who that is and you reach out to them often because we are out there and keeping up with industry trends so i work for a little company called gallagher um Lots of employees worldwide. And so I am in our national risk control department here in the US. And so what we do is we work with our clients on service planning on how they would like to reduce and minimize their risk in the coming year. So... That could involve anything from helping them out with a a safety program or a safety initiative. I like to talk to clients about goals, um, which is kind of a different approach than some risk control consultants I've worked with in the past. So uh, overall, we're trying to help the client get their hands around their safety programs. And I I cringe even myself saying safety program, because it's more of your systems, your processes, your policies, and then making sure that you have some way of making that connection with the field workers. So I work with mostly construction accounts, but lots of other different types of accounts too. So same, same principles, no matter what industry you're working in, we're just trying to help you out with your safety goals and um, make sure that people understand what the trends are out there as far as apps and software solutions and best practices.
1: Well the safety uh world is how you and I kind of met the first time we were um a lot of people don't know, but my day job requires me being a safety uh liaison for for service logic and people that know me are going like what you but uh oddly enough i am a a safety uh i like to call myself the best safety cheerleader and facilitator that that I've met. And because I'm not a true, like all of you guys in the safety world that are super duper educated on safety have, you know, 47 acronyms after your name. <laughs> and I have none. So I'm a non acronym safety guy. But um, you came into uh, Service Logic when we had one of our meetings up in Minneapolis, uh, what, probably two years ago now. And um, uh, Nathan, uh, Laylam over at Yale introduced us to you, and and you came in and and uh, helped us set some goals for our for our safety team, and that was kind of how things got going. And um, you know, when you said you kind of cringe when you say safety program, it, uh, you know, I think of it as culture, and you know what the perception is around safety or sales or just being good people, all kind of comes back to the culture that that local office. Uh, fosters and support. So, uh, that's how I look at our our 35 or so safety, you know, buckets around the country.
2: Yeah, it definitely is about culture. That's obviously a huge safety buzzword these days. I like that you um, have that self-awareness that you're like, hey, I have safety as a, a role and responsibility, but I'm not a safety professional. So you understand your role is, it's safety related, but you make the connections happen. So I think that's, that's massively important. And I wish some other people with safety functions um, understood that, <laughs> that it's about like bringing the right people together, finding uh, great resources, and then just coordinating and facilitating and, and making that happen. And when you were going to say you're a safety blank, I was like, oh my gosh, please don't say safety guy. And then you said safety cheerleader, which was really, um, that was a surprising one. I've never heard someone say they're a safety cheerleader. So I'm, I'm a fan. I think that's cool.
1: Well, I I think about it and, you know, I go back into the relationship piece of all this. I think about, you know, I grew up in the field working with tools and climbing ladders and and probably scaring the crap out of our safety guy back in the day, because that's what they were then. Um, You know, you dodged him and you you hope he didn't come out and, and give you a stern lecture. But. We've evolved, I really think, in my industry, the HVAC industry, a bit uh, over the last, really just even the last few years of how much more um, aware and how much more caution we take in making sure that our, our men and women, you know, come to work healthy and we send them home at least as healthy as they were when they got there, which is my goal. and you know the the cheerleader role and it i mean it, it it sounds stupid and and quirky but i really do you know feel like that's my role is to give our folks the tools they need uh so that they can implement their their own safety culture their own safety goals so it's um but it all comes down to people you know like you you met our crew we uh, and we probably had 20 i don't know 25 people uh, up in Minneapolis, and, and now we've added, you know, probably a dozen other companies into our portfolio. And each one of those companies has has a person that's uh, either a full time safety professional, like Nathan, who who you introduced me to, and I think we have, you know, like six or seven full time safety professionals. But we have a lot of people, especially in our smaller companies, that do, you know, safety. Coordination, uh, as well as other jobs, so it's a great mix, and, and it, that group's really uh, even through COVID worked hard to to keep our momentum going. Which uh, I'm I'm curious uh, now that I said the the pandemic word, <laughs> um, how has that affected you, Abby, and and what you've been doing uh, for the last year? And in, in so far as connecting with people and, and, and sharing your, your messages, uh, safety as well as, you know, general human messages. Yeah,
2: I, I haven't been asked that question specifically in that way. So I'm going to say some stuff that I don't think I've really ever said to anybody, but I almost feel like it's hey, a moment hold on, hold that...
0: On, Yeah. Hold on, Abby. Tyler,
1: (laughs) make sure you hit
0: record. Yeah. Make sure
2: this is working. (laughs) Oh,
0: yeah. This is the, okay. We're ready now. Let's go.
2: (laughs) Starting now. (laughs) Yeah. I, um, I think this is honestly a moment that I personally have been preparing for, but didn't really realize it for years by becoming a student of technology that's available to deliver different types of communication by even being the, um, the test Dummy. <laughs> what are those things? The crash test dummy. Um, for Which was a good
1: d- band also.
2: Yeah. Like that's, that's, mm-hmm. um, by having a, just giving myself opportunity to try and fail and learn. And and so I think of something like the um, the Alexa voice skills. So I remember when those smart speaker devices first came out and I was like, oh, this is weird, but it's pretty cool. And I want to be a safety person that knows how to use this. And I want to be the first one. So uh, I was very diligent about learning about Amazon and their web services backend and how to make a skill. And unfortunately I couldn't figure out how to make a skill, but I was able to make, um, a flash briefing skill, which was like a slightly dumbed down version of a full-blown skill. So uh, the, the precursor to doing any podcasting or voice messaging was actually me recording one to two-minute voice messages through my WordPress blog and having that feed to an Alexa flash briefing so that I could tell mostly friends and family, hey, go ask your smart speaker, go ask your Alexa, your Echo, um, play the safety news And it would be me. And I thought that was the coolest thing. And so selfishly, I wanted to learn how to use these communication tools. But then, of course, as the pandemic occurred and people had to pivot very quickly to be able to communicate with their workers, I thought, oh my gosh, someone could be using an Alexa smart speaker or similar and recording one message from their one desk and then Everyone at all of their different locations could ask for that message and you're able to deliver a consistent, scalable message in real time. So um, just being a, a student of these different tech things that were occurring and understanding how to make them uh, palatable and understood and that safety professionals would understand how to use these things, um, that became a like a, a passion kind of project for me. So, I try to be like that technology whisperer for other safety professionals to tell them, "Listen, I tried this. It's not that hard. Here's how you can do it, and here's why it would be useful at your organization." So, I feel that in that sense, um, the pandemic, while obviously a very negative, awful challenging event. It's something that I've, I feel I've been able to personally shine through it because of the understanding of technology. And then also we talked about the facilitation and coordination skills. I think that is another huge, um, soft skill that is difficult that people who understand how to do those things are able to shine in these virtual platform types of meetings and events.
1: Well, I personally enjoy the news flash, the safety flash briefing, because I was one of those people. And I still, I think, I don't know how I get it, but sometimes I get notification that there's a new one. But sometimes I think I just ask for it. I got to... I need a
2: you know what's funny? I don't even do mm-hmm. them anymore, but I think the content's still there.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. I,
2: I had to narrow or not narrow, but just kind of clean house on my my focus and areas that a one individual can even focus at one point in time. And so now as far as um, out there podcast content, I'm just on Safety Justice League and I no longer okay, cool. program a separate safety news podcast.
1: Well, you guys could do that, though, couldn't you? Would the Oh, three yeah. Of you? Yeah.
2: So what happened with um, Amazon is that now, I think in the past six months or so, Amazon has added podcasts to their Amazon music platform. So that basically replaced um, an Alexa flash briefing skill that would point to an audio file. So now that Amazon... On or Amazon Music has podcasts, you just ask your smart speaker, Alexa, play the Safety Justice League podcast, and there it, it, it is. Oh, yep. Cool. They made it well, easier.
1: Well, with those two. Gentlemen, you work with on that platform. Thank God you're running the show there for them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think they would agree with you. They sometimes tell me stuff like that.
1: <laughs> no, they're they're good dudes. I, I think y'all do a, a really and, and tell everybody how to find that. Just and and a little bit about it. What is the Safety Justice League? And it sounds futuristic, but it's really a cool thing. How yeah, did that come we. About?
2: Yeah. um, So it's actually coming up on a year. So on March 4th, uh, that will will mark one year of podcasting as the Safety Justice League, which is kind of crazy because I think there's stats out there about podcasts doing this thing called pod fading, where they just kind of fade out and don't record any more episodes. And listeners that subscribe just kind of wonder, well, where the heck did they go? and then they just never know. Um, so we haven't pod faded yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> we began, it was four of us, and so now it's three of us um, due to, what do we say? Creative differences? I don't know what the the industry says. So it's the three of us, uh, myself, Jason Maldonado, and Jason Lucas. And um, we just have fun. I mean, we, we selfishly go after guests that we want to talk to anyway. And so having a 140 plus episodes podcast, you people talk to you, like, they'll answer your call. And um, we have some really exciting guests coming up and in the works. So we're starting to be able to um, reap, you know, that, um, that platform that we've that we've sown, right? Is that the right analogy?
1: Well, (laughs) well, it's like everything else, you get to a tipping point to where it has, you know, it it snowballs to a point to where it kind of picks up its own momentum. So
2: that's yes, really cool. where people actually would reach out to us and say, Hey, you know, we think this person should be on the podcast. And sometimes we don't see it and we say no. And other times we're like, wow, yeah, you know, let, let's do this. So, um, it definitely is sometimes, uh, has picked up a life of its own. There's also this weird thing that other people, how they judge or perceive people that podcast, they often think that we make money on it, which we don't. (laughs) So out of the we kindness spend, of our hearts, we spend money on it. We don't yeah, we spend money. money because then you learn about microphones and everything. And it, it's a whole thing, but yeah, out of the, the kindness of our hearts and the desire to push the safety profession forward, we come up with content and reach out to guests and put the time in, you know, at night on the weekends, we edit our own material. I mean, we don't have any assistance. Um, we do all of the marketing effort ourselves. I mean, it's been uh, it's been an awesome project. Uh I've been able to learn a lot about technology, recording, editing, marketing. Um it's helped me in my interactions at work with coworkers and clients. Um it's like being a part of a, a speech team or a debate team that you're like you're ready to speak um at a moment's notice and no, not too great. horribly.
1: <laughs> I think that's great though, because you know when i think about what people have done during the pandemic um so you know suicide rates are up um liquor sales are up um everything bad is up but there are some people like you who have found the the time to you know really make good use of it and i mean look what you just named off that you've done in a year that's that's really cool and you know, I also got a good laugh the other day. You you posted something on the LinkedIn uh, platform, and it showed your desk and your setup, and everybody <laughs> was giving you a hard time about your <laughs> command center and how awesome it was.
2: That's funny. I get so worried being uh, a safety professional that people are going to do an ergonomic assessment whenever you post your desk. So that's the the chance <laughs> and the risk that you take. <laughs>
1: Well, I think that's a safe risk because yeah. uh, what what you have going on there looks like the cockpit of a 747. So, I think oh, that's, that's awesome.
2: Good shape. <laughs> it's mainly a, just so I can stand up all day and kind of like move around and not have to sit down. That's all. W- w- that's
1: that's huge. And and mine, I got a you know a fold up table and a cardboard box <laughs> for a chair. So that, I, I no. couldn't show mine.
2: You need to upgrade your setup. Come on.
1: Yeah, I do. I'm, I, and you know, you said we we don't make money on the podcast, but I'm waiting. So when that when yeah. that check comes from Tyler, I'm gonna I'm buy me a new chair.
0: Yeah, so. someday. Keep, keep an keep an eye out for that. It should be there any day, Greg. Any day. Any day now. Any day. You know now. what's
1: weird about that? My my wife was telling me yesterday she mailed a regular first class stamped envelope to a friend of hers. And it's taken 14 days on average for mail to get back and forth just through the system because it, you know, and and the post office will tell you they're they're just hammered. They're slow. Yeah, they don't have enough people. But I, you know, I thought well that that's uh, an enduring note to uh, FedEx and UPS. They'll never go out of business if that keeps up because right. when you got to have it. I mean, if you think about why FedEx was built. Uh, their, I think their original tagline was, when it absolutely has to be there overnight. And, um, you know, there are those situations where you still need that tangible thing, whether it be paper or whatever, uh, to be somewhere. And you got to have something you can count on. And, you know, I don't know how many billions of damn dollars we give to post office every year and they can't get a letter 200 miles in two weeks i I could walk there you know
2: (laughs) so now i know where my podcast checks are they're just in the mail i just have to wait
1: it's in the checks in the mail
2: checks in the mail
1: (laughs) um interesting abby I i love the fact that you've taken that the the time and and have done this so um Tell us what, you know, what what do you guys see for the your your Safety Justice League and how in the heck did you name it that?
2: Oh my gosh. Um, so someone else named it actually another podcaster. His name is Kyle Krager. He is a co-host, uh, with another, uh, or with an industrial hygiene professional named Mwangi and they have a podcast called probability matters. And they're basically like the nerdy older brother to our podcast. So they complement each other very well. Um, we've collaborated too, but going back to the naming, um, Jason, Jason and I and a couple other people from the past used to collaborate on video posts on LinkedIn and we called it Ask a Safety Pro. And we would just ask ourselves questions or we would take questions from other safety professionals and we'd each do, um, on our own, a selfie 30 seconds to a minute video to answer the question. Jason Lucas would edit it together with, um, with, uh, Captions and then post it. And Kyle said, "Wow, you guys are kind of like a like a Justice League of safety." And uh, someone goes, "Like safety Justice League," and it's like, "Oh my God, buy the website! Like do it now! Like that's that's not a thing yet. Like let's make it a thing." So that's how that happens. Someone else just put it together. That's cool. Yeah.
1: And so, what what does the future look like? I, I, I you know, as I as I said while ago, interacted with all three of you. In fact, I told Jason Lucas the other day he looked really cold because he, was in, <laughs> he was in Texas somewhere. And he had like, that big old beard at ice in it. And I'm like, dude, you gotta get inside.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He's uh he's spending some time at a job site in Pennsylvania. So taking oh, okay. that Texas uh sunshine up there or trying. <laughs> but what's next <laughs> for us? Big, that's a big ask. Not much yeah, right? not much to share these days. <laughs> True. It's it's been a rough uh, week. Yeah, yeah. He's doing the best he can. Um, but as far as Safety Justice League, I mean, we're going to continue to do weekly new content i mean we'll probably give ourselves vacations from posting fresh weekly content like we did at the end of last year um because when you have a bunch of content in a catalog you can do that so you know very much looking out for our own you know mental well-being through all this that while we love the listeners and the audience and being able to talk to really cool guests that sometimes it's a lot and we have to realize this is something we do for fun so let's keep it fun um so uh, we're just going to continue. I mean, we've got some interesting um like sidekick colleagues that are going to be more recurring guests um to talk about the history of safety and the safety profession. Um and also we've got Adele Abrams, our favorite, everyone's favorite safety lawyer. So we have a show that's dedicated to her that we call Ask the Safety Lawyer. And so we literally take questions from audience members that they DM us or send us through email and we ask Adele and she's off to the races with the answers. So that's been really fun too. So just keeping up with trends and trying to identify what's going on out there, what's next, what's new and talking to people about it and bringing it out there to the listeners.
1: Uh, that, that's cool. And, and one thing that, that I've wondered about a lot, you guys do it weekly you know and I, I think we we publish every other week and what what is what was the the mechanism to decide how often to publish for you
2: we thought it was achievable <laughs> so well, some weeks it was yeah some weeks that's thrown in our face where it's like oh, crap, you know, Jason Maldonado will be like, oh, my God, I have to edit tomorrow's episode. He's like, I'm on it, but, you know, I forgot to do it. So we divide and conquer. Like, I do a lot of the graphics. Um, You know, we all do the hyping. We're all on every single social media platform for Safety Justice League, so you never know who you're going to talk to. Um, And, you know, we try to divide that labor up evenly or as evenly as possible. So weekly just felt right um yeah. as far as... Achieving that, we could have guest content, and that we, if anything, we could fall back on. You know, just the three of us talking to each other, which we actually haven't done a lot of. So we're going to try and do more of that this year. Well,
1: Tyler is he's in this you know full time. He he works for a great company called Market Scale that we partner with. Um, Tyler, what what is your how do you how do you guys kind of. Delineate how often to to put a fresh episode out. Does it, ba- is it based on the like the, the target audience, or is it based on the content? How how do y'all think about that as a as a true marketing company?
0: So the way we approach it is that everybody's going to have different capabilities to, to release stuff, right? Just like what Abby is saying, we asked ourselves what was possible and we thought once a week is possible. And, and I think that's the, the perfect answer because ideally what you would do is follow the exact same cadence because what people Typically, what, what people's listening habits are for podcasts that we found is that, the, that people tend to listen while they do other things and you have to become part of that routine for people um, in order to gain some traction and to, you know, build your listenership. And so, I always encourage people like, hey, if, if all you can do is once a month, that's great promote and brand, you know, around, hey, we release the first Monday of every month or the third of every month, there's going to be a new episode, just so there's that expectation there that can get built into people's Regular schedule because I I think people are busy they tend to kind of fall back to whatever podcast they know and enjoy and if there is a regular schedule that is occurring then it's easier for people to say okay on this day I listen to this podcast while I do this thing whether it's drive to work walk the dog you know work out whatever it is that that people do while they listen so I I just encourage people whatever you whatever works best for you in terms of a content creation. Um, in terms of what your content creation capabilities are, that's great. Just keep it consistent and then brand around that and, and make sure that your messaging is consistent to tell people when they can expect to find your, your next episode and then do everything you can to not deviate from that that schedule. Um, is is generally my recommendation for you know the best ways to go about uh, go about building an audience and and you know kind of growing that expectation that there's always going to be something there for you to listen to.
2: You know so, what's funny, Tyler, I'm glad you said that because we post new episodes every Friday, but I don't mm-hmm. think we've ever posted content that says new episodes every Friday. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we doing? You know. Um, but I think that's really smart. And I was thinking too, like we were talking 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 about, you just fall back on the podcast you usually listen to, which for me is Gary V. Mm -hmm. And when I think about Gary Vaynerchuk's podcast, it's so random. And I kind of feel like that's how Safety Justice League is sometimes too. We aim for like a, a Gen Z friendly length of less of 40 minutes or less. When we start to get to the recording, it's like 40 to 45 minutes. I'm like, oh, I'm I'm stressing out. So sometimes we're starting to break those into two episodes, which is, you know, people can listen to them back to back or just listen to one. So we're looking at length too. But the thing is with some safety content is that people could really go back and listen to stuff from last year and it's still relevant or there's still something interesting that they can latch on So, um, it's not so much about what's new, but it's like the whole catalog, because I think mm-hmm. we've picked up some new listeners in the past few months where it's like, what you haven't listened to the show yet. Like have fun. There's so much that you can dig into. Um, I personally don't like to dig back into the old stuff because the sound quality to me is a little rough and right. I hate listening to my voice. So I may never listen to this podcast, you guys. That's that's okay. Oh,
1: that's what, great great news. Abby thanks. what I, what I found is that is that
0: <laughs> nobody nobody likes hearing their own voice, right? Like this no. is this is my job on a day in, day out basis to record with people talking, you know, and any time I've got to go back and edit a podcast that I've been on, I listen to myself, I'm like, man. That's rough. It's it's just not it's just not an easy process, you know. And but you
2: learn a lot, though. I bet you, you picked up on things. Maybe nothing like super earth shattering, but I've definitely picked up on things that have helped me with my presentation skills and mm-hmm. training and how I talk to people in meetings. So while. Very difficult sometimes it 's very helpful well, you
0: learn what your crutches are right and uh, yes. i I think all of us have them verbally, especially in a recording setting when you tend to be a little bit more maybe switched on and and um, aware of the conversation that 's happening. I think we all end up having these these certain um crutches that we we fall back on like for me anytime I'm doing a podcast um sp- especially with clients that's a little less conversational a little bit more formal um and and uh, with a specific point or or um what's the word I'm looking for like topic in mind I guess I yeah. tend to after they answer a question and I'm trying to transition to my next question tend to say absolutely after every answer and now that I've heard myself say it enough times, I I consciously fight against myself to say that on on podcasts. But like it's a it's a it's a self improvement thing, right? Where I've become aware of something that I don't like about my performance. I'm going to fix this moving forward. And even though it's a painful process, like it is good in
2: the long run. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> I had to. Yeah,
1: you did. You did. Yep, Tyler. <laughs> I, I'm going to back up about a minute. And you, when Abby got through talking and she said she probably will never listen to this podcast, you said, everybody, I thought you were about to say, uh, no, you said no one. I thought you were going to say no one's going to listen
2: to this podcast. <laughs>
0: Everyone
1: like, well, that's should a, listen.
2: It's hard for me. This is a strong
1: week. Strong week coming up. <laughs>
0: uh, no, like, yeah. I have talked to so many different mm. people, uh, even you know, sports broadcasters. People that everybody would universally regard them as having a great speaking voice, and and to to a man and a woman, all of them just nope, don't like it. Hate to hear myself talk. You know, it's it's just a jar experience. And so I get that. Um One of the things I wanted to ask, Abby, as you were talking and as I consider safety and things along those lines, is there a sense to which you as a safety professional feel like you are, I'm not sure the the correct way to word this, and I'm not in, in the same industry as Greg and, and don't kind of deal with, with safety topics um, on a regular basis, but do you ever feel like you're your role is enforcing rules. And if so, like, does it, is, is there a sense of which like doing a podcast and doing it the way that you're doing it is helping bring some fun to a conversation that can typically feel um, like, like you're more of an overseer and, and the person that kind of wags their finger at people when, when they do something wrong or are not following like proper safety guidelines, things like that. It, Is that enter, does that enter your thinking at all? And is the podcast kind of something that you help, you hope kind of maybe changes the perception of what safety is?
2: Oh, for sure. And it's exciting to see that we have, um, you know, followers on Instagram that aren't safety professionals. They're people that are, you know, carpenters, laborers, welders, um, you know, people that work in the trades or that are the, the worker types that we're trying to reach as safety professionals. So I'm hopeful that we're getting safety out there in a fun way that is kind of subliminally, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) getting people to think about safety. And I mean, if we can achieve that, then I'm stoked. Um, I'm always a fan of trying to make safety, not so much fun, but like kind of disarm people a little bit that, you know, they, they come away from a 20 minute interaction or an eight hour class and they're like, Oh, that was, that was cool you know, that that wasn't horrible. And I also learned a few things and, you know, something I'm going to do right now, actually, right after I leave this meeting. So, uh, you know, that's what we're always aiming for. Now, I am glad that the rules are there because sometimes there's people that are motivated by, you know, the stick rather than the carrot. So, I have to tell them, <laughs> hey, OSHA says this or, you know, there's people that need that reminder or need that information to be able to make right decision. So, some people really resonate or it resonates with them to hear stories and, um, you know, the human impact while other people, and this is fine, that they need to have that regulatory or other piece behind their decision-making for safety expenditures or how they're going to uh, um, conduct a certain activity.
1: And Tyler, that's a really good point. Um, And one thing Abby taught us, or, or, or at least laid out for us when she came and spoke to our group was she didn't want to ever be viewed as the safety cop. And I think that's what you were describing in your question was somebody that, you know, and I I kind of alluded to it earlier from back in the day where the safety professional was not there to try to help me get home safely. They were somebody for everybody to dodge and hope they didn't get caught doing something wrong. And and now I think the trend, in, in, at least within our group, I would tell you, is to try to catch people doing stuff right and promoting that as opposed to, you know, the finger wag of, you know, hey, you're not doing X, Y, or Z. Now, to Abby's point, some people need that, you know, okay, they're going to push the damn boundary regardless of how much coaching and, and cajoling you do. And you just got to tell people like that, look, here's the deal. Quit doing it, you know. But I think that's a very small minority of folks we deal with. Uh, you know, most people are aware and they want to get home. And, and, you know, I mean, there's programs where people inside their hard hat, you know, before they put their hard hat on, is a picture of their kids. And it's like a note that says, remember, this is why you're working today. You got to get home to this. So just... uh it, it, it all goes back to the people side of it and how, you know, professionals uh, and companies and leadership at companies are communicating to our, our folks that we we actually do give a crap. This is not just we're not just telling you this because OSHA makes us. We want you to be here for 20 years and have a great career. And uh, I think that goes back to that whole culture piece
2: totally agree yeah and it's a fun time to be a safety professional right now because now we're starting to bring in like the psychological side of things and more mental health like really getting that total worker health aspect into all of this and the other piece too is um just understanding more about how people identify risk or how they perceive risk and then how they would manage it because as many people as you have that work for a company that's how many different ways of looking at risk you have. So you really can't have a one size fits all anything related to safety, which makes the safety profession such a difficult one to really define and, and know based on someone's background, if they're going to have success somewhere. So it's, um, it's interesting, but I think we're we're learning through, you know, these pandemic times and more of a focus on mental health and that total picture, which is very encouraging um, as far as safety in the United States. Um, there's other countries, you know, that are, have been looking at stuff like this for a long time. So, uh, I'm excited about um, bringing those aspects to people in the U.S.
1: Well, you, you taught us a word, Abby, that, um, and, and this is going back, you know, Right when the pandemic started coming out, you, you taught the community, to, for me, uh, being a part of your community, it's not social distancing. Because that's what's driving people to be batshit crazy. It's physical distancing. Yes. And I think that, you know, that, that really struck a chord with me, uh, especially when you start reading statistics about people's mental health and And we go back to you know people who have been injured on the job with workman's comp and keeping people engaged even though they're physically not there um that that social distancing uh really kind of hits you like like you're a leper you know as opposed to yeah. physical distancing so that was that was strong for me so thank you for for that word. you're welcome. And Tyler, as I sit here and look at the digital clock, it's telling me that um, the, the jukebox machine is almost out of money. So we've got to get uh <laughs> we've got to put a bow on this puppy.
0: <laughs> we are uh we are wrapping things up. But um but Abby, thank you so much for for joining us. This was a, a fascinating conversation. I really enjoyed getting to learn uh, a little bit more about uh, some of the things you're doing, especially in the world of podcasting. It's it's fun to have another podcast professional on here with us, and and uh, someone who's really taking um I, I think I think a really progressive step just in terms of how you're you're getting messaging out and, and making it fun and making it. Interactive and more approachable, I think, is uh, is fantastic. And so, thank you so much for joining us here on Straight Out of Crumpton today.
2: Thanks, you guys.
0: Well, Tyler,
1: I've got to step my game up now, I guess, because you know I <laughs> I don't do editing, so I got to I got to get got to get busy. And get going, <laughs> hey,
2: so. guess what? I don't really either, not for our big show. Um, Jason Maldonado is the brains behind the editing of our main show. Um, when we were each doing individual shows, we each were responsible for our own editing, which just meant I didn't record stuff that needed to be edited. <laughs> so, I hear you. I hear
1: you. Yeah. Well, that's probably Very where I'll start, Abby. I'll, I'll start yeah. there. Yeah. So. But thank yeah. you. Uh, really do appreciate your time and, and your. <laughs> I just love the way you, you think through stuff and articulate it. it. It's just well said and well done. So, thanks for taking thank time you. with us.
2: Of course. Thanks, you guys. And let me know if you need anything from me as you get ready to promote this, and let me know when you're going to post it.
0: You got it. Well, awesome, Greg. Another fantastic episode. Abby was uh, incredible. We have more episodes coming up soon, and so um, so plenty to look forward to on uh, on Straight Out of Crumpton.